It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. Everybody, it's great to be here with you. We have a very special guest today, so you should be excited. And if you've read the intro, you're going to know it's got something to do with the future, the present. We're going to talk a little bit about about me. Oh, honey, you know who that is, don't you? It's Toby. He's always, you're always special. You're always our special guest. But actually, you're like a resident. Like you, you're not a guest anymore. We're way, way past. (laughs) But we do have a special guest with us today. We do have a. You go ahead. You introduce our special guest. Well, the special guest that we have who's sitting here right with us is a Vedic astrologer. And we're going to be talking about astrology and in particular Vedic astrology during this episode. And um, yeah, I think everyone's going to find it quite interesting. So I'll just introduce Sadhu. How are you? Yeah, really good, Toby. Sadhu is actually our resident Trubrow Vedic astrologer, which is a bit special because he comes into our Trubrow business group and we share him around a little bit just to help everyone with what's actually going on right now, Sadhu, right? Because there are certain things that are happening on the, on the planet, in the world, uh, that are pretty full on. And, uh, and it's really nice to... Like, we, we actually had our personal charts done, which I absolutely loved because there was just so much insight into, you know, me like I had so much more insight into you know how I tick, how I my strengths, my weaknesses, and I love that. That yes. was really cool. Yes, really definitely. cool. So today we're going to talk about what's that? What was that? That uh, um, I can't remember. What was that saying about the billionaire and the you know what was the who uses the Vedic astrologers? Come on, Jamie boys. Morgan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. It's so cool. The girls are going to love it. Oh, you can say it. Say it. Uh, yeah, millionaires don't hire astrologers, billionaires do. That's exactly <laughs> right. And that's why we've brought Sadhu here to you all today. Because so let's start off with, with like, um, most people would be somewhat familiar with the term astrology. Yeah. And that, you know, there's many magazines where you can look at your astrology, you can see, you know, it's sort don't of a, be pretty, judgy. a pretty just, common just thing. Saying. No, 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 no judgments. Not just careful. Just, I'm just checking so, in on him, girls. And there's many different, from my understanding, I don't know too much about it, but there's many different branches of astrology. Some are more sort of aimed to be more predictive and others tend to be more um, focused on someone's core traits and constitution and all the rest of the stuff. Now, when we talk about Vedic astrology, um, Vedic meaning serious. from India, right? Is that yeah? Well, from the from the civilization of the subcontinent, basically. I mean, Vedic culture really spreads quite widely across India, but then it's also the countries around that part of the world as well. So right. what we're talking about is extremely ancient knowledge, right? We're not talking about something that's sort of kind of fairly new. And oh, tell us with. Yes. Tell us with Vedic astrology how it di- uh, differs. Did you want to say something, Toby? Go oh, ahead. No, 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 I was going to say exactly that. Yeah, just how does it differ from what we will call Western astrology? Well, Western like, astrology is very much focused on the sun and the movement of the sun. And we kind of talk about sun signs. And if you look in the paper, you've got your sign, which 
relates to your birthday, basically, and the signs change on the 23rd of every month. Right. Which is connected to the solstices and the equinoxes and the movement of the sun in relation to Earth. Right. Um, So that's a little bit like when I... Because I'm a Gemini, and Toby says, what's your little joke that you make about Geminis? Go on, share it with everyone. I'm not schizophrenic. We're a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) with you and you believe that that's so funny oh my goodness thank you toby for that cheering but i did actually put that on you because i find that hilarious anyway so sorry sarji no one wants to listen to me speak <laughs> continue on so so we have a very the, solar view in the west and it comes from the greeks and and that oh, part of the greeks. world that were really very much interested interested in solar astrology were and, they really and, and the sun yeah and the sun has really been a focal point and you can see that in the west too where we have a very solar approach to life where we're all about goals and everyone's busy and everyone's trying to achieve and achieve and achieve do people live like that really (laughs) (laughs) it's quite common shall we say (laughs) Uh, whereas in the vedic uh, tradition the sun isn't the most important does it mean we're going to have a rest like if we like no i'm only kidding go 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 so there are times to rest of course yes um, but in, in the East, they're much more concerned about the stars and actually where the stars are and where the planets are in relation to the stars. I love the stars. When you say stars, that's a pretty general... Like, isn't, isn't the sun a star or not? The sun is a star, yes. Okay, so when you say stars, you're talking about instead of being oriented or focused on one particular um, um, sort mm. of planet being the sun... Yes, nearby planet, we're looking at a whole, the whole sky. So there's more complexity? Absolutely. It right, goes very, right. very deep. So then it's much more detailed and more, would you say, accurate? Um, there's just a lot more knowledge to be extracted. Well, you that. told me a lot of things about me that I didn't kind of know, but when you told me, I thought, oh, wow, now I, now I know I mean, what's it's been not even going on. fault. It's the planets. I know. You can't blame me anymore <laughs> for anything. This is, this is true. This is well, true. Well, the thing is the planets are messengers of our own karmic path. So it is us, actually, but they are indicating to us what it is we're dealing with. I was completely amazed when you spoke about Mars in my chart because, you know, everyone knows here, like I've been in business for such a long time and for me it wasn't even, it was almost like, it's not like a choice. You laughed at me before when I said I was going to go work for someone, you know, as a joke and you really, really just laughed at me because that could never happen, right? Because it just would never, it's just not, it's not part of my... It's not mm. even in my chart, right? It can't even be spoken. <laughs> so it's really beautiful to, to, for me to have all these amazing insights because, I don't know, it just gave me a sense, a different sense of things. I, I really loved it. And as an entrepreneur, it was really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And then looking into our businesses, of course, we can do that as well. We're going to get to mm-hmm. that in a minute. But let's let's talk about the the uh, the subtleties. We're talking more about that Vedic astrology goes into the subtleties. It goes into a deeper sort of detail and and and, and accuracy. Mm-hmm. So, what do people have to have to say, for example, do their chart? Because you can even do your chart for your business. You can do charts for when you sign agreements, like yes, sure. You know, there, there's there's guidance everywhere with Vedic astrology, That's right, and yeah. as we know, the billionaires use it. So we're just letting. I'm just saying that one more time, so you'll get that. So, go ahead. So what we need is basically the time, the date, and the place of any event, and then we can see the cosmic forces in relation to it. So if we do a chart for a person, then it's a birth chart. It's the time they're born, the city, the place, and then the day that it happened, and then that 
those three pieces of information put you in a certain point in time and space. It's amazing. And then isn't it? all of the cosmic forces are affecting that point, and then you can measure everything from that point, whether it's the start of a business, whether it's a birth, whether it's the beginning of an, any kind of an endeavor. And you'll understand. And we use it for countries, we use it for all different kinds of karmic readings of what's going to happen in a certain situation. How did you come across it? Oh, I was just about to ask that. You just <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Um, well, I lived in India for many years, maybe about eight years of my life. I, I was living as a monk and I had a teacher there and he was using it all the time, but he wasn't teaching anybody. And I saw that and I thought, oh, if I get a chance at some point to learn it, then I will. And then that chance came a bit later on in my life. I met some, a person, it was when I was traveling in Singapore actually. And um, I met with him and it's funny because I was going to become soon married and I was told by my friends, oh, you should look at the comparison between the charts. Just yes. that's one of the things we do. We look at two birth charts. You can see straight away, is it a good marriage? It's amazing. What years it? are the problems going to arise? Does it have long-term potential? All these sorts of things, you can see them. So I went to him and we looked at everything and it was amazing, like within first two hours of, of meeting him it was like wow this person's just seeing things on a whole different level and then soon after that I said oh do you mind if we you know if we exchange and, and if you teach me and he agreed so I spent pretty much two years solid with him about six days a week in 12 Singapore. hours a day yeah <coughs> so Singapore. he was from India he had lived in India for many years but he's actually yeah. from Europe <coughs> Okay. Yeah, well, he was Hungarian. Fully connected a Hungarian teaching Vedic astrology yes. in Actually um, one of his one of his relatives had come, one of his relatives and Kanan done walking pilgrimage through the north of India and arrived in Tibet and had trans translated a lot of Tibetan texts back into Hungarian language and so he had this kind of tradition in his life Isn't in that relation beautiful. to all these things. That's so, so beautiful. I, I love that we get um, on our podcast really Toby to talk about all these different things and bring in you know things that are really quite um, uh, to me Vedic astrology is just so special like I just love it I, I, I can I can sense inside of me the value of it and the depth of it and there's something really beautiful about that and and I want to know Sadhu from you um, if say for example someone is going through like we've just been through a really big year especially in the beauty industry some of these girls mm -hmm. you know they've been smashed like let's be honest you know their businesses they've been shut down some of them still like it's not even they're still not open they can't do facials and things like that like I, I do believe and I recall you mentioning that you you could see that in the, the planetary kind of and the stars and the planets like last last year that yeah this yeah the trigger happened in December for all these events that have happened this year and it was quite a long transit because it's triggered by slow moving planets and therefore we're seeing these things taking time to be resolved mm -hmm. um, basically the the main period of that transit was nine months it began Boxing Day actually the day after Christmas continued till about September and the transit that caused all these problems has actually finished now and now we're just seeing the repercussions for a few months and then everything's going to get back to normal looking like, you know, next year. So we're talking about early, any any particular time because we really, we are also depending on things sort of, like things have to unfold 
I got an, I don't understand it, so I guess I'm asking you, and I'm going to get it all wrong. So you know, this is not my area of expertise. So I don't mind if I get it wrong; it's fine. Um, but like now, say for example, Ireland's shut down. You know, South Australia yes. shutting down. So it doesn't feel, from a worldly sense, that this is ending. It, it kind of feels like it's going forever, right? How yes. are we going to contain this virus? Well, you know, this, this is the thing. We have we have South Australia going into lockdown, but then last night's State of Origin was a full stadium you know, and in, in Brisbane, you know, so there's all these different anomalies and there's different attitudes about how it's being dealt with in different places. And the thing is, it's being driven by a planet called Rahu, who is a shadowy planet. So what he does is he brings confusion and he brings a lack of clarity. So, you know, that's where we can see no one's quite sure how to deal with the problem right. and everyone's that's kind of, how do I the find the answer for this? And it's, you know, again, whenever there's a mass confusion, then humans go into uncertainty and then Fear. everyone becomes fearful and it's really hard to plan around that and we're just sort of reacting rather than being proactive. So the way that I, I see what you're saying is because I can see it right there's a, there's so much anxiety there's so much the uncertainty the confusion that word is the key word isn't it so mm -hmm. Rahu yes. it would be good if we could just grab him and just move him and just say look just get out of the way <laughs> had enough of you then you'll cause problems somewhere else right that's right oh, that's right <laughs> see Al that's the thing you can't just go changing the universe anyway so so in a way there's with this planet being um, in the place that it is, in the position that, that it's in, mm -hmm. in a way, it gives us an opportunity as humanity to to move through sort of levels and levels and levels within ourselves um, without get, falling into fear. Mm -hmm. Like there is a there is an upside to this, and and we can choose. Yes. I mean, I wrote the power shift, so you know we can choose. Right, we're either mm -hmm. going to choose to love or we're going to choose fear. So even in a time like this, we can we know that this too will pass. Correct. Oh, definitely. I mean, Rahu's not, he's not stationary for like 20 years or anything like that. He's, he's going to be moving on. When's he moving? Like just to... Well, he's, just... al he's already moved as of September, but oh, right. what we he's need to see... He's just lagging a bit, isn't he? The, right. other, the other planet connected to this whole event was Jupiter. Right, okay. And we're still waiting for Jupiter to get into a better part of the sky. And that's right. what's delaying a lot of the... And, and is it like, when is that, like, when is that... Well, the first shift's going to happen 22nd December, and then I would expect that we'll see things really improve from there, and then basically the complete shift will happen around April. Right. So I'd be very surprised if things are really, you know, locked down by mid-year next year to the degree, anywhere near the degree where they are at this stage. Mm -hmm. You were going to say something, Toby? Yeah, I was just going to say, just talking about the... <clears throat> like, if we... If we bring in a, um, a questions that, like, let's say, you know, our, our audience, you know, one of them, some of them might be sitting there thinking, well, hang on, what, how, how could a planet affect me sort of personally, right? Sure. So if they've, it's like how many miles away, light years. millions of miles, whatever it is. Light years. Yeah, right. light years away. Um, um, how, how does that, and then if all of these planets out there in the solar system are affecting me, mm -hmm. how can someone know what effect they are having? Like that's a, you know, a second big so, sort of step. So yes. how, does that, how does that feed into well, and inform? Because it's almost, I guess it comes to sort of, it feeds into the question, um, how do you validate the accuracy? Like, like you do a, a reading of someone's chart, 
is it possible that it's wrong or is it always correct, you know? Well, there's always going to be, you know, um, some percentage. You know, usually mm -hmm. the very best astrologers will be around 70% to 80% accurate. Uh -huh. um, it's not possible to see everything because there's so many factors all happening at once. Like there's the person's personal thing and then there's the society they live in and then there's the country they live in and then there's all these layers and layers of effects that are all happening simultaneously. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, you can be pretty accurate to, to, you know, to a degree of around 70-80% if you look into all of this. And, and the thing about it is, is that these forces have been observed for a very long time. You know, mm -hmm. this, is, this is a tradition that goes back actually thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it's a combination of information that's come through the Vedic culture, through their spirituality and through their beliefs and their values. And then it's also been corroborated by observation, by what we can say to be, you know, like we, we call these people like sages that like sit in the mountain and they meditate. But what they're really doing is observing and they observe the effects of things. So we've had these persons sitting in the Himalayas for centuries observing how things affect, mm -hmm. how the planetary positions are affecting what's happening on the earth. So we have a couple of very famous sages who have given texts explaining all the basic principles of how we practice our Vedic astrology. Right? For one, mm -hmm. one person's called Parashara and another person's called Jaimini and, and there's a few other personalities and they've essentially given the framework that we use. So we have like a framework and then beyond that we are also kind of always discovering new things around the science too. Like every year there's new discoveries mm. in Vedic astrology. I what remember a, you saying, oh, sorry, Toby, go ahead. Just on that topic, I remember you talking about, I can't remember what you mentioned, but something about the, the mapping of the stars mm -hmm. and the planets. And there's, there's two ways you can do that. You can use NASA, like their data, yes. and what they use. And can you just you know, yeah, elaborate sure. on that? Yeah, thing? absolutely. So yeah, there's, there's different ways to understand where a planet sits in relation to the stars, right? So one way is to get out your telescope and you look up and you see a planet and then you see the stars behind it and you know where it sits in the sky, which is traditionally how it's done. NASA has now worked out to very, very precise find calculations digitally where everything is from now for centuries into the future wow. right they've got all their calculations because they know the trajectories well they they, know yeah the exactly they know the speed of the orbit the angle yeah. of the orbit and it's all pretty accurate to where it's going to be um, but what we also have is in the ancient traditions of india in sanskrit they have texts that give the formulas to find where the planets are going to be Wow, right. That's amazing, so, isn't it? You know, wow. if you were studying this in ancient India, you'd just sit with the text and then you'd have a formula there. And I've actually read the book of these formulas. It's really complex. It's very hard for any human to really grasp. It's really written by a very amazing person. So the, the, the recording there, it shows, okay, if you're looking for this planet, then it's going to be in this position. And what we find is that there's subtle differences between these two ways of doing things mainly because the, the, what's recorded in these texts is more of a spiritual point of view and therefore it indicates the position more of, say, the soul of a planet. Whereas in the West and with science and with telescopes, we're looking at the physical body of the thing. Oh, so amazing? just as you're a person with a body, but you're living inside, so the planets are similar. They are also personalities that they have a body 
And so, you know, in the West, we're very focused on the body of all these planets. But in a sense, with astrology, we're also looking deeply into the soul of the planet. So when would you use one and when would you use the other? Well, traditionally speaking, the more physical aspect shows our more physical, worldly circumstance. You know, so we use the... We use the NASA calculations to look at a person's life and see when events are going to happen because it's the body of the planet and that energy that's really affecting everything. Mm-hmm. But if I was to say do a ritual or a worship or an activity that's more on the soul level for my spiritual path, then I'd probably tend to favour the ancient calculations because that's more and in relation to that. And the software, you know, there's, there's... The software does both. You can choose between the two software. options. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, now that they've written all I just want to ask something. You know, we, we look at planet Earth and we, we, we look at the world and the world is kind of a layer over the top of the planet itself, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it really? It's not like we kind of sometimes confuse the world with the planet. The planet has like a soul. That's and right, it has yes. a beingness that um, many are saying that is, you know, like the planet Earth, the beingness of the planet of the universe is actually um, waking up right now, that there's a lot of good that's coming onto the planet and, and that's happening here. We, you know, we kind of look at a lot of the doom and gloom because that's what scares people. But we also want to, I'd like to talk a little bit about the stuff that's coming through onto, into the universe really and onto the planet that is um, really quite remarkable right now. Is there anything that, that is sort of saying that in the stars and the planets? Oh, absolutely. No, we're seeing a really positive wave of, of growth in humans and their awareness. And I love their, that. You know, Did their... you hear that, girls? This is exciting. This is the stuff that you should um, be focusing the, on. The difficulty is, is that, you know, good news doesn't sell. Yeah, so that's like, true. Every, all the propaganda is filled with the bad news. Well, this is why we, we tell everyone, and we never watch the news, we just say switch, the, switch off the news, don't watch the news. You know, like, Facebook's going to tell you anyway. Mm. Someone's going to tell you. <laughs> I just tell my neighbours, just knock on the door if there's a tsunami or something since we're near the beach. <laughs> don't forget to tell us. But the good stuff, tell us a little bit about, about that, like, from, a, from the perspective of the stars and the planets. Well, from a bigger perspective... Um, this century is actually a, a century of reckoning, shall we say, where there is a lot of justice being delivered and a lot of purification happening for people at large. Right. You know, last century was a century of war, where a lot of wars happened and a lot of fighting and a lot of conflict, and now we're kind of cleaning up the repercussions of that. And those who have done these, you know, very dastardly or heavy deeds, they're going to pay the price for that. And there'll be a general purification and a and kind of a new awakening for society. That's really beautiful, isn't it? I love the idea of that. And I think that whenever we're waking up, where we kind of wake up and then we're left with aspects of ourselves to clean up, really, mm-hmm. too, aren't we? So we, we actually... Waking up isn't the easiest thing to do, but at least you, you're then looking mm-hmm. at peace, you're looking at more freedom, you're looking at um, a sort of almost like, f- for me, one of the things that was really huge around COVID... You know, and I and I mentioned it in Power Shift in my group a number of times. You know, as the the more that we want things to go back to what we consider to be normal, the more controlled we're going to be. You know, like we have to be able to sort of surrender a little bit and let go a little bit of what normal actually means. You know, what does normal actually mean? And the the planet is a, is it's constantly or not sorry the planet but the universe and whatever all the planets and the stars, we're in kind of like a constantly in um in expansion aren't we well constant change that's the word yeah yeah what's the what's the place of um 
like free will in 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 how like like we're speaking about you know Vedic astrology and the mm-hmm. influences that happen on people on societies continents and all these different things. How does how, how does our our ability to choose um, sit in the middle of that? Yes, well, it's it's a combination. It's a combination of choice as well as what's destined to happen. But the thing is that the whole system is built on a principle of karma, right? And karma simply means, like Newton's third law, the, the action and the reaction. Whatever action is done, there'll be a reaction coming back. And that's how the basics of how the whole universe is built. And so when I look at a chart of a person, say, then I'm seeing the karma means I'm seeing what's due to come back to them at this time based upon what they've chosen to do previously. So free will is always going to be there. And what you're trying to do at the moment is make good use of your free will so that the future karma, where you're going to next step, is going to be in a really good place. So really your destiny, it's like what's in front of you is what you're actually, you're dealing with that and creating that now that's right that's so beautiful i love that i speak about that all the time because i think it's so important you know people want to change the future but they're kind of waiting but it's kind of like now every single decision every choice that you're making is really doing that for you isn't it it's going to keep you in the same place where you are or it's going to take you into a new a new place and Mm -hmm. it's like it's not like some miracle that's going to do that you know you're the one that's going to happen within you so i want to ask this question the difference between you know a lot of people go to psychics and you know they go and get readings done and whatever and people are seeing things and and telling them things because you know like especially now like i think that psychics would be like if we go they'd be going through the the roof with you know bookings and things because people are very very uncertain not everybody uses psychics and you know i don't re- it's not like i'm recommending it at all but what the difference is here that we're dealing with something far more like predictable aren't we is that is that is that the right word what would you use instead of that we're not like and, and it's not going through filters and other person's filters or it's really like what the information you're giving is coming from what not predictability what is it What's well there's the a there's a mathematical basis to the whole thing right upon which we also you know there's there's going to be intuition and there's going to be insight and there's going to be the capacity of the person to see yes but the basic principles are universal principles mm-hmm. and they are in connection to the transit of all these planets and the movement of the different bodies in the cosmos which is all very measurable and all very mathematical and i love what you just said too because you said intuitively there is also that sense of um other information coming through i remember i had an astrologer reading years and years and years ago and and the astrologer i mean he again he'd lived in india for years and years like you have have um sadhu and it was really interesting what he was saying and it was the mix of both like it, and, and even when, you know, at our time when you actually did a reading for us on Truebrow, which was really exciting, wasn't it, Toby? Mm-hmm. That was like really something. So I think that I want to go come back to business. I think that um, a lot of these girls are going through so much, like I said. A lot of them are extremely busy right now. Others are building their businesses. Others have had to close. I mean, everything has been going on this year. So um, for them to say have a reading or to have their chart read and that would how would that support them like we've been saying a lot of things but let's just get really really clear because i for me i just think that the calmer we are the more relaxed we can be during these difficult times like we just said 
you know, we're creating a different future. We're creating mm-hmm. some, our destiny is changing. That's a pretty remarkable thing to say, right? And so if we have information that comes to us that supports us in some way, um, I think that's just, that's fabulous. That's actually really, it's a kindness to ourselves, isn't it? Really? Yeah, definitely. So what... I asked a question, but I can't remember what it was Yeah, now. I got I the question. Did you? Oh, thanks, Sajid. It's so good. <laughs> so, so again, everyone's going to be affected differently. Yeah. Because uh, it depends on your own personal chart and your own personal circumstance. And like I say, because this is being caused by certain positions of planets, then we can again look at your own personal chart and see what, what those planets do in your personal case. See, and then we can understand important. if this is going to be something that you move through very smoothly or if it's going to affect you more and then to what degree it will and then when you're likely to see some shifts and changes and all of these factors we can see, we can take the, the, the global situation and apply it to a person individually and locally or to a business individually and locally. And I think that that's that's fantastic isn't it in a way because what that says is that if you are going through a really difficult time and you have just that little bit of understanding of why Mm -hmm. that really does take extra pressure off. You may find out that it's not the time now to really push hard and you maybe need three months but in three months you'll see a real shift and so you can actually take that time to really do preparation and you can adjust with the timing of things how it's going to work for you. And then one of the things that really drops off people is the this the feeling of, oh, why me? Why is this happening? Instead of using that, let's just say it's three months, instead of mm. using that in a really meaningful, powerful, productive way, they're, they're, uh, because they don't understand... They give themselves a hard time. They go into victim consciousness. They, you know, they're feeling like they're hard done by. But if you have that little bit of information, it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. There's another way to look at this right now. It's not like the universe, and I don't want to say it like that, but you know, is against me because some people go, oh my gosh, you know, what have I done wrong? Why is this happening to me? Well, sometimes it will be against you because that's how you grow. And that's how you develop. And that's all how right, you're... ladies. I'm really sorry about that, but there you go. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> So when it, and let, let's let's talk about that a little bit, right? Let so me when, add that you know you're never given more than you can cope with. Right. Yeah. Let me go back and when I write my memoirs, I'll be I'll be looking into that a little deeply. <laughs> so what what you're saying is that sometimes it appears like the universe is against you, and actually, from a planetary perspective and the stars, it it literally actually is possibly putting you in a position where you've got to go deeper. Yes. Well, that's the thing too. We've got to see that um, some of the slow-moving planets are in very powerful positions in the sky right now. Really? Like particularly Jupiter and Saturn. Right. Jupiter and Saturn, they're huge planets. They might be a long way away, but they're very, very big. And they have a very profound influence on life on Earth. And we can't move them either, can we? Maybe? No. And I've got like a double Saturn or something, <laughs> haven't I? Just... And the thing is that Saturn is really a planet that delivers a lot of our struggles and challenges and painful experiences and really mm-hmm. makes us grow in so many ways. Whereas Jupiter is a planet of opportunity and expansion and having so many, you know, different tracks that we can run on all at once, you know. So these planets are in very strong positions in the sky right now, in Sagittarius and in Capricorn, signs of achievement. So people are being pushed because they're going to have greater achievement on their life path and in what they're trying to achieve in life at this time. And they're being kind of pushed to make the difficult choices that propel them to go to a higher level. 
for and themselves you, and for what they're doing. So are you saying that um, in a worldly sense or both, like um, inwardly and then both. outwardly? Because they can't really do it outwardly if they don't do it inwardly. But those plants you're, right. you're saying are going to affect different people differently. That's correct. But the general influence of the planet is, you know, it, it's like Jupiter is in Sagittarius. That's a sign that he rules. And Jupiter in Sagittarius is basically pushing everybody to get on their actual path. And so this whole year was a reset to stop everybody, send everybody home. They're all sitting on the couch and they're what, what do you do after so many days? You go, well, what, what am I doing? And, and do I really want to go back to that job that I've been doing? Or maybe I want to, what do I really want to do with my life? Because, you know, Jupiter's put this question to everybody this year. And those that have embraced the question and found the answer that, yes, what I've been doing is what I really want to do, they're coming back really strong into what they're doing. Whereas those who have stopped and thought, this isn't really what I want to do. And now they're pursuing other avenues and looking into other opportunities. It's, it's really amazing, isn't it? Because I've actually seen this. I've actually seen this inside of our community. I've seen it with the people that I've been speaking to. Like, it's, it's not like this is actually absolutely what has happened this year. So many people have had time to reflect. And, and the thing is that, sadly, sometimes when we're in a position of reflection and it's uncomfortable for us, we can go into depressing, um, you know, because I, I think that's like a verb. Well, right? we, have, we have a solar-based solar society that's all about achievement and we don't have this allowance for people to sit down for three months, six months, 12 months. They just, just go in it and sit down and stop. You know, it's, it's this culture and society that's always go, go, go and we're always got to be at a certain level. You know, in, in, mm. in a sense, there's a, a, mind, that, a mind field that, that functions that way that we're all kind of connected to by being a part of this Western culture and lifestyle. And, and if we, we can disconnect from that in a way, if we just... Well, there's the allowance to disconnect. And yes. in our society, it's not looked on as a good thing, but actually mm. we need that. It's important for us mm, to be able to, to to know when it's the time to step back, to know when it's the time to stop and to rethink and to do all these things. It's all very natural. Well, isn't that interesting? Like when I hear you say it, it is natural, isn't it? It's so beautifully natural. We're not made to be like a turbocharged car that never goes to the workshop to get, you know, like a service. Mm. Like that's how we treat our bodies and our minds a lot of the time. And we just keep, you know, put, so many people just push, 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 push forward. When are, you, when are you stopping? Like if you had a car that you were doing that with, it would, it would just break down, wouldn't it? And so sometimes we have to get sick before we stop in, in our society. You know, it's, and this is prevalent in women and our audience is women. And I'm saying, don't do that, girls. You know, like if, if you really feel like this year has taken something from you, I would suggest to you that have a look at what it's given you and use the opportunity you have left to take some time to really reflect on where you're at right now. I think that's really, really, really important. What do you think, Toby? You're about to say something. Well, I was just going to say that, so you've got the, the Vedic astrology. Um, does that tie into, like, like, what's its relationship to health? Because we're talking about health and the health of an individual. Oh, yeah, that's big. And mm. the reason I say it is because, you know, we talk, you know, I think about everything that, that there is to do with health and we, we're dealing with these sort of orbits or these cycles. We're dealing mm. with, you know, getting enough sleep at night time and then waking up during the day and, uh, you know, women have a menstrual cycle, men have 
probably cycles that they're not even aware of. Um, we've got all of the seasons that you know goes through, and there's all of this sort of going on. So the way that the whole universe is moving and is structured must have some relationship to health in some way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So health can kind of be considered on two levels. It can be considered on a mental and psychological and emotional level, and then on a more physical bodily level. Right? And we know that the mental, psychological sphere is more powerful than the physical sphere because we can see you know, now that there's great advances now in medicine all based upon how the mind and the psyche and everything is affecting how the body functions. Right? So when it comes to astrology, the moon and also this planet Rahu, these two guys are very, very directly involved with what's your state of mind. What's your psychology and how, how it functions? So we simply need to look at where the moon is when you were born and we can understand so many things about how you're going to function psychologically. And for example, if you get some illness, if that's something you're going to be really worrying a lot about and if you're going to carry it for a lot longer than maybe the physical symptoms are or if you're going to continue that process... And then what you can do about ways to kind of, you know, adjust yourself in relation to that. When it comes to more physical things, the day of the week that you're born on gives you energy levels. That planet is going to give you energy. So if you're born, say, on a Thursday, unlimited energy. If you're born on a Wednesday, you always bounce back because Thursday is ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter is the, the biggest planet in the sky. And there's nothing giving the most energy. Like someone goes and they exercise, they get fit, they have a better diet. That, you can, you can push the dial slightly. But there's a certain karmic thing that you're born with on which the dials you can shift a few percent. Maybe 5%, maybe 10 It's like when someone is born, the length of their life is pretty much determined at their birth. You know, like we know, you know, I can look at a person, I can look at a child's chart that's just been born and I can tell you that this person's going to live till they're 85 or 67 or whatever it is. Now, if they Have live... Have people a- tested the accuracy of those sort of predictions? Sure, absolutely. This has been really? tested for thousands of years. Yeah. But the thing don't is tell that... tell me mine when mine is happening. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I, keep I don't walk around like with signs <laughs> going, you've you got see, 50, you you've see, got 75. You because tonight's chart, you say, you're not seeing tomorrow. <laughs> no, do Stop it, stop it, No, but I, for me, I keep saying to myself, yeah, I'm going to live till I'm 150. I just keep saying that. I don't even know if I want to, but I just keep saying it anyway. So <laughs> you go on. So there's these days of the week. Days of the week gives you your vitality and your energy. And then if we look at your chart, a certain sign of, you know, there's 12 signs in the zodiac, Aries through to Pisces. So when you're born, a certain sign will be rising on the eastern horizon when you're born. And that marks the first of 12 houses. So we have 12 houses, which correspond to the 12 signs, and the first one is going to be the one that was rising when you're born. And this is important um, to know the time of birth for this. Exactly, yeah, because the signs change about every two hours. Right, okay. Um, So we need a birth that's within an hour or half an hour as a maximum, and then we can... We also rectify times too. Like, if you're not quite sure, then we can use life events to see when it was Mm. and actually... You know, Interesting, isn't it? To me, I just think that you know this is the variety of of human beings on the on the planet. You know, can you imagine if everyone just had an unlimited source of like you know they're all just bouncing up and down with Jupiter, just like you know going all crazy? <laughs> like it's kind of like there's goodness in everything. 
Yeah, there's people born on Saturdays and they move through life more slowly because Saturn is a slower moving planet. Yeah, and and so they would do different things in their part. I mean, I just find this just so beautiful and so fascinating. And I I want to just, again, um, uh, mention, what's his name, Toby? You remember everybody's names. Morgan, what's his name? Oh, J.B. Morgan. J.B. Morgan, yes. He. What did he say again? J.P. That's, JP, that's yeah, right. You're yeah, too yeah. far away. Come a little closer. But you were, um, you were saying, what, what did he say again? Millionaires? Millionaires don't use astrologers. Get it? Say it. You finish it. Billionaires use astrologers, right? <laughs> and what that tells me is that, um, you know, like, it's like why take you know risks why not know more like why not to me it's like you know more information more information more data in a way in a way but then there was very funny incident i was i was traveling at the time and i landed in india and i landed in calcutta off an airplane one time and calcutta is a very crazy place if anyone gets a chance to go never been it's called the city of joy which is very interesting i lived there for some years and landed off the plane one day and and India has like three different areas in general, right? So we have all the movie stars are in Mumbai in the, in the west side. The Bollywood? All, yeah. All the businessmen are in Delhi in the north. Mm-hmm. And all of the philosophers and artists live on the east. Right? And so Calcutta's there in the east. And it's like they pride themselves on being artists and philosophers. You know, it's like, it's why it's the slowest moving place in India. It's like really hard to get stuff done because... You know, they're thinking about life, the universe and everything. They're reflecting. Yeah, yeah. So come off this plane and I'm like coming on this taxi. Like you get a taxi and going to where I was going to stay and driving this taxi. And I'm coming out of the airport. There's this massive billboard, you know, and you think about billboards, you know, like New York and there's Coca-Cola and McDonald's. There's all these huge signs everywhere. And you come out of Calcutta Airport and there's a huge billboard and it's got Einstein on it with a quote. Oh, really? That tells you like a little really? bit about Calcutta. And it's this quote of Einstein that really stuck with me and it said that I don't need to know everything. I just need to know that piece of information I need right now. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what's amazing about Vedic astrology is that you can pinpoint what do I need to know right now that's right. important at this time. Right, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I get, that's right. So then that's actually really beautiful because that's about focus, it's about what's Well, this is our now. challenge of our it. whole world is we have Google and all information is mm. available and you can search anything. You can search ancient texts that were hidden for centuries. There's now a PDF on uploaded to archive.org. You just type it in and download and there's all the text and someone's put an English translation and so much information. But, but do you need it? Well, it's the, th- the question is, what's the little piece that's important to you right now? So it's, and that's the yeah. real challenge for our culture and society I now. love that. So ta- I just take back what I said about they want to know all the information. They just want that tiny little piece that's going to make them billions of dollars. That's what they want, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, again, it the can be, you know, is, is my business in the right location? Wow. Do I need to change my business's name? Because the name's not in sync with the chart of the business and the place where it is. Do I need to make all these, you know, different subtle adjustments? We can measure all this stuff with astrology and we can say, yeah, that's not aligned with that. Therefore, if we make it this, then you're going to see a real shift in how things that's are functioning. That's just fantastic, isn't it? I just love that. And I, I want everyone to really have a good, long, hard think to see whether you want your chart read. Because I, 
I had mine, Toby had his, we had it. Everything about True Brow was read. We're not going to share it with you. We're just going to let you, you enjoy. Do you do readings at, at distances for people? Sure, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, I do. I've got clients all over the world. I do recorded readings if, if it's not possible to meet at the same time or I, I can meet people on a call. You know, we're do, doing a lot of video calls. Yeah, I actually think that it's actually really beautiful to have you. I know, I know you do the recorded ones, but for mm-hmm. some people, if they don't really want to sit and have a conversation, they just want to send through their, their time, day, date and time, whatever. What did I say? Time, time date and place. That, that, yes, that's correct. That thing, yeah. all that stuff. Um, that you don't even have to meet them and you could just send back their mm. chart. That is the amazing thing and it's amazing to me even. Yeah, today, that it like, can be I'll, done. I'll meet someone today, and I'll just sit with them, and they give me my death data, and oh yeah, you've had, you've got this issue, and this thing's going on, this thing's going on, and their, their face just in the first five minutes, their whole face changes, and mm. it's like, how is this possible? And it's like, well, this is how the universe has been built. And also, you do you could do recorded sessions for for businesses, like you you need what do you need for the um, the the time and day when the business was established. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. And what if people don't know it exactly? Or uh, well, at least we've got the day usually the day of establishment, and then we can work back from there because mm. you know the the time of day allows us to do a certain set of techniques. But even if I have the day of the year and and the place, I can do a lot of other things that will. Right. basically indicate you know we, you can still extract a huge amount of information from mm. the chart even without the exact time of, i of think the, it's fantastic and sometimes what i find interesting is we already know internally that say the name's not right or we, we get this kind of intuitive kind of sense so and often it, the chart yes. reading matches a person's intuition if yes. oh, i'm feeling like i need to make a change with this and then you sit with them and like yeah you you're getting it now yes. let's let's actually work out what the best thing to do it to change it to is going to I be. I love it. I love it because that that's so true. Like so often it's like in you and it's churning and it's churning. should I shouldn't you ask other people and, and and it doesn't have to be like that. So you can have that that clarity. Thank you Sadhu so much for coming and chatting with us and uh, we're going to now record our True Brow business um, prediction for the next few months and give that to our girls we uh, want to thank everyone for listening thank you toby for your wonderful input as usual thank you where where can they go if they want to get a reading oh well what we'll do is we'll put links in and, mm-hmm. and whatever and we will um, well, it's good to say it here because someone might be listening on a thing where they don't have the link oh this is true you are just great that's good information so where do so they go, where do they go? Okay. So, so they can go to my website which is um sadhu astro Dot com. So S-A-D-H-U-A-S-T-R-O.com. Uh, oh, that's easy. There you go. And we'll put the link in anyway because we'll be sending this out to everybody. And uh, thank you for being with us. We might invite you back and uh, have some more fun, talk about some more interesting Sounds things. Sounds great. Fabulous. Thank you, everyone. All right. Take care for now. Bye-bye.